Welcome to Standing in the Gap, or I should say, welcome back to Standing in the Gap, because we've been gone for a really, really, really long time. Uh, it's actually been a few years since we last recorded an episode, and I, I think I've almost forgotten uh, how to do this. Uh, it's just taken me several days and several takes, and I even done a whole episode and saved it and lost it and redoing it now. So we're trying to get back into this um, because it's, it's, again, it's been a long time. And a lot has happened since the last time we recorded an episode. I think it'd probably take me several hours to go over all the stuff that's happened since we last ventured into the podcast room here at the church. But I am going to go over a few things just to kind of get you set up on where we are. Um, personally, if you care about that sort of thing, I've had another baby. Uh, my family is now at five kids, seven of us total, and our quiver is full. And over that time, I've gotten a lot more gray. Um, I call it wisdom, but it's probably just old age and the stress of having five kids, two of which are driving, um, and then probably a lot of gray hair from the crazy, crazy, crazy world that we live in. Um, and I say crazy, I'm just going to give you a few things of that's crazy in our world right now. It's, it's crazy politically. I think anybody with a functioning mind understands that it's been a crazy few years politically we had a strange election we have a new president in a totally different country we went from a man who liked to spend way too much time on twitter to a man who can't hardly walk anymore and uh, just a few weeks ago on election day we had uh, abortion it was codified into law in ohio which we're seeing happening in more and more states after we uh, saw the roe v wade decision just uh, uh, several months ago so we had some some good there with uh, abortion being overturned, and, and then uh, now the states uh, seemingly uh, putting it into law. Uh, so we're seeing a turn in the national opinion is that abortion should be a legal right for women. That's it's crazy. Uh, so that's just a few of the things that happened politically. Culturally, we've had a crazy few years. It seems like uh, over the past few years, the whole world went woke. Um, we all had COVID at least once everybody fought over masking or no masking or getting the shot or not getting the shot. Um, and just for the record, I believe that if I'd been doing podcasts, I'd have had all kinds of kinds of evidence that I've been right on a lot of these issues, but we won't get into that. Um, maybe we will. Um, I wish I had them all on recording so I could go back and say, look, 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 look what happened. I look what I thought, look what I said, but we won't do that. Um, I'll do my best to refrain from saying, I told you so. Uh, and we've watched uh, another social issue, the Black Lives Matter movement start and then bottom out. Um, we saw the, the popularity of that movement in 2020, and now we see who they really are. A lot of evidence has come out about what they stand for, and, and they, they just totally fell off the map now. We've seen the social justice movement boom. Uh, everybody had an, has had an issue. Everybody's had a sign. Everybody has a slogan. Everybody's fighting for something. Uh, we watched Critical Race Theory and this new DEI, Diversity, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, totally take over the world. Um, it's in our businesses. It's in our schools. Everybody teaching this, these theories. And to nobody's surprise, the LGBTQ movement added, I think they've added a, a letter or so and maybe a symbol. I'm pretty sure they could add an emoji at any time. It's untelling what they'll do next. Well, that's just to name a few of the relevant cultural events that we missed here. And again, I wish we were, were around for that. Um, we took that time off and didn't get to hit on some of these relevant issues. It's, it's been crazy. Um, 
And it's, these cultural issues have revealed a whole lot about the church and I think a lot about Christians. I told the church from the very beginning that this stuff was going to separate the wheat from the tares. Um, you're going to see a lot of falling away and a lot of uh, Christians made stronger. And, and it slowly did. Uh, There's a lot of Christians that left the church. Uh, many left altogether in the past few years. Done with it. They, for whatever reason, they just left and they're not coming back. I, I don't know where they are. Um, I mean, just you see churches that are that have people leaving in droves and uh, don't know if they'll ever come back. Some Christians would leave and go to other churches. And I would say they went to other churches. A lot of them went to really bad churches. They went to churches that had compromised, that had bowed the knee. They didn't want to be in churches that would take a stand on these issues and say the things that were not popular. Um, they didn't want to go to places where it was hot. Uh, the old saying is they couldn't handle the heat, so they left the kitchen and went to a church that either never dealt with these issues or, or, or was on the other side of these issues. Uh, some Christians deconstructed their faith, which means they ripped out the parts they didn't like and kept what they did. And anytime you start ripping out parts of Christianity, it's going to crumble and become something totally opposite of Christianity. Uh, so they would take out the truth and keep the lovey-dovey stuff. Uh, we saw a lot of this with uh, celebrities. There's a lot of famous deconstructors, or the actual term would be apostates. And I won't go into a lot of that, uh, but there were, were a lot that left um, left the faith. I mean, they're, they're just done with it. I saw uh, the other day a video of Rhett and Link, uh, who used to be popular on YouTube. I don't know if they are anymore, but they decided, and it started with creation, and then they just... Uh, dinked creation and then sunk creation and now they're gone took their families with them it, it's a tragedy of what we're seeing in, in the church um, and not just of Christians and churches it's re re revealed a lot about pastors uh, over the past few years there's been many pastors that bowed the knee um, in some cases it wasn't surprising at all um, I think anybody with uh, eyes could uh, would have seen that Andy Stanley was going to unhitch from Christianity I started out unhitching from the Old Testament and then unhitching from Paul in the New Testament. Uh, but he wasn't he wasn't surprising, but there was other surprising cases, men that I respected, men that I followed, men that I thought were solid, um, compromised and bowed the knee. Uh, I totally didn't expect the, the direction that a lot of men took, deciding to stand with the culture instead of standing with the truth. Um, it, it really... Um, was hard to see, and and uh, we, we lost a lot of good men in the in the culture wars over the past few years. Um, we've lost a lot of people in our churches, lost a lot of pastors, again, that I never would have expected, lost celebrity Christians, lost some ministries uh, that, that we thought were respectable, and then they're gone. Um, I would say uh, we did lose together for the gospel. We've lost to Gospel Coalition. We're losing, in my opinion, and some would argue with me on that, nine marks, uh, we lost half the Methodists, split down the middle, a uh, whole new sect of Methodists. Um, uh, the Southern Baptists lost Beth Moore, uh, which is a, maybe a net gain. They lost Russell Moore. They lost Rick Warren. Um, and it seems like every every time you turn around, there's more Southern Baptists leaving. Yeah. And that's not just in, in the, that denomination. It's in churches. It seems like everywhere we turn, we're losing more men. Uh, more churches, more Christians, more kids. Uh, I believe we'll do an episode on children and teenagers leaving the church in the future. But it seems like more are leaving the church than staying in the church. It seems like, and I won't get into end times, but it seems like that we're having a great falling away over the past few years. It's a scary time. 
which is exactly why I wanted to fire the podcast back up. I wanted to turn it on, flip the switch, get a plan, start recording episodes so we don't miss some of these things. Uh, so the reason we wanted to start it was, number one, and this is big, I wanted to let everybody know uh, that listens to us or that cares about us. Maybe you're not around here uh, in this little church in the mountains of Southwest Virginia, but I wanted to let you know that this church and these people and me as a pastor and the men that are around me, we're still standing. Uh, yeah, over the past few years, there's been some struggles here. There's been some battles. Cancel cultures come after us a few times. We took some hard stances. We took some hard hits. But by the grace of God, we're still standing here. We haven't bowed the knee. We haven't backed down. We're still here, still holding the line, still holding a Bible in our hands, still preaching from the pulpit, uh, still keeping the truth. And the second reason that we're coming back for the podcast, you to stand. Because it's not going to be a day um, coming. It's not going to get any easier. It's the culture war is coming for you. Um, they're coming for your family. They're coming for your church. Um, this, this is happening already in, in England. And they say we're just downstream from England. And what happens over the pond happens to us eventually. And I was listening to Moeller's, Al Moeller's podcast the other day. And, and he mentioned that... Um, Oxford University in England in England was setting up a grading scale for churches. Uh, they, they have this team. Uh, they call it the University's LGBTQ Society's Safe Churches Team for their students. So they're, they're this safe um, churches team set up a grading scale for the students of Oxford University. And the, the, the reason they churches were safe for them to go to. That would be safe for people of the LGBTQ community. And when I say safe, I mean safe from the truth, safe from opinions that they don't like, not safe when it comes to violence. So they didn't want these students to go into churches and be surprised and traumatized by what they heard when they got there. So they set up a grading scale, put it on a website so that all their students could look at it and, and pick which church they wanted to go to. This one's preaching the truth. It's unsafe. This one is is compromised. We can We can go to it. So they set up a grading scale, and it goes from one to five based on how inclusive the church is, how honest the leadership would be about their stance. And this team got all their information on these churches from several several areas. And, and this stuff is we have out there, uh, all publicly available information. So they it's out there. That would be our websites and our, our social media. So they're checking those things to see what we're saying, maybe even our uh, and and our tweets or our Facebook posts or Instagram, what's the pastor saying on social media. And then they would look, would look up sermons and listen to them. They get testimonies from former members, people that have, have left and aren't very happy. And then they, at the end, they would contact the leaders and ask them directly some questions. So they, they, they did all this research on all these churches, and then they compiled it together and gave them this grade from a one to a five. Uh, the lowest on the scale was a one. I won't go through every one of them. I'll just give you the one. You can tell about two, three, four, and five. But number one is what they call a code red. I mean, this is, you know, the, the most intense. Don't go there. Blaring lights. Don't go here. So what's a, what's a one? What's a code red? And they actually named a church, St. Ebb's Church, I think. And they said this church was known to hold beliefs and have pastoral policies and practices that opposed the LGBTQ dignity and inclusion. So they said students should consider it unsafe. This church itself, it said the leadership opposed 
uh, opposed a ban on conversion therapy. And this is a new thing they're trying to, to do, even in Canada, where they're, they're putting into law that pastors and churches can't try to convert homosexuals, which is you can't change them. You can't ask them to repent. Um, and if you do, it's against the law, and, and it should be a criminal offense for pastors to do that. So this church, this St. Ebb's church, got a one because they said, we, we, we don't like the idea of a ban on um, conversion therapy. Um, and they said it shouldn't be a criminal offense for Christian ministers to persuade, to teach, to help people to live a Christian life. Um, so that's, that church is unsafe, red, one. Well, the church responded because that's what you do. You, you get you a, a team together um, to give a public statement. You want to help yourself to look better. So the church responded to their low grade by saying, and, and listen to this, and they're a one, that we welcome all people in the church and would never threaten anyone with hell. We do affirm traditional Christian ethic in relation to sex and gender, but we seek to be very careful in how this is applied pastorally. So this church is wavering. It's compromising. It's not a hardcore church at all. And if this church got a one, if it got a code red with a warning on it, if that's a one, a true Bible-believing church would be like negative 1,000. And I bring this up because it won't be long until this very thing is in America. They'll come for your business. It'll happen. Just wait until there's there's a grade for your business online for how welcoming and inclusive and open you are. Wait until they start checking out the owner's social media page and interviewing former workers who aren't happy and asking you questions. And then they're, they're, they're checking to see where you go to church. This will be Yelp on steroids. They'll come for you personally, not just your business. Just wait until they start asking types of, uh, these types of questions in job interviews. Uh, checking your personal social media pages for jobs. Where do you go to church and interviews? Do you share your pastor's sermons? Do you agree with what he said if you shared it? What's your view on a, on a thousand cultural issues of the day? And if you're on the wrong side of it, you don't get hired. It's coming here. If you don't say the right things, you don't get the name. You don't get the job in the name of diversity and equity and inclusion. They're they're coming for you, and then they're going to come for our children if if they're not already. I mean, it's, it's kind of subtle in the way they attack our children now, but they're, they're going to start coming for our kids in the schools. The culture war is already being fought in, in the elementary school, in the middle school, in the high school. Just wait till they come for your, your kids, and they're teaching them lies. Or when your kids get ostracized for their beliefs in, in school, where they're not open enough, or they have some type of phobia, can your kids handle it? Will they stand? On, 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 again, a thousand cultural issues of the day. When they're in science class and they're telling you that the world's a billion years old, do your kids know enough to stand on that issue that that's not true? When they say there's more than one, more than two genders, do your kids know? That, and I say gender. There's more than they say there's more than two sexes. Um, do your kids know enough to stand and say no? That's not true. Will they stand? Will they make it out of school still a Christian, or will they leave like a lot of others have? And then they're going to come for our churches. That may be the first place they come. It's just a matter of time until there's a website that grades churches in America. And they do the, the exact same thing. They check our statement of faith, which is emblazoned on our website. Here's what we believe. They check our bylaws. They listen to our sermons. They talk to former members who left years ago who doesn't like, didn't like the pastor. 
because we didn't affirm their sin. They call the pastors and ask them straight questions. And in that moment, you're on the phone with somebody who's grading you, going to put it on a website. There's nowhere to hide at that point. You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to do what Joshua said and choose you this day whom you're going to serve as a culture or Christ. You have to choose to bow down or stand. That's the choice that you have. The time's coming. And when that phone call comes to your kid or to the cult chosen it, switching sides in the culture war, you'll, you'll, you'll join the culture and leave Christ. Many will do that. They'll bow the knee. They'll wave the rainbow flag. They'll put pronouns out beside their name. They'll go along to get along. They'll keep their jobs. They'll stay in the right crowd. Their business will continue to, to boom. People will keep coming to the church. And we will lose many, many, many more in choosing this way in the culture war. If you keep your eyes open long enough, you'll see people switch sides. Number two is silence. And that's an easy option. I'm not switching sides, but I'm not taking a stand either. Just tell people what you're for and not what you're against. Just be positive, not negative. Preach Christ and not any issues of the day. You say stuff like the Bible whispers on these, these issues anyway, right? We believe it. We just keep it private. We'll take it down from our website. We won't preach any, any, any passages on the issues that are hot topic. We just keep it private. We, we, we're not going to leave. We're not going to take a stand. We're going to be these uh, middle, middle of the road people. We hate the sin. We love the sinner. And many will choose this path. They'll go the way of compromise, of being ashamed. They'll take the way of trying to play neutral in the culture war. So you can switch sides. That's called apostasy. You can choose silence. That's called being ashamed. Or you can choose to take a stand. To say, we will not bow the knee before the golden images of our day. We will not bow the knee to the rainbow flags, to Black Lives Matter, or to Planned Parenthood. That's what we've decided to do, choose to stand. If so, if you choose option three to stand, then this podcast will be for you. You need to like it. You need to share it. You need to uh, make sure that you listen to every episode. If you want to stand, we're here to help you. If you want to be in the neutral, silent, ashamed Turn us off. Don't ever listen to us again. We won't help you. If you want to switch sides, you've already turned us off. But if you want to stand, this podcast is for you. We want to help you and your family take a a stand against all the stuff this culture will throw at you. We'll have resources specifically aimed at children. I don't know if there's stuff out there that you can say, hey, our children need something. Here it is. Uh, We're going to teach on creation. We're going to teach on salvation or tell bible stories we want you to be able to turn this on for your kids and let them listen to it 10 15 30 minutes and know that they're going to get biblical material we're going to have stuff for teenagers we're going to have stuff for parents i know parents are having a hard time in, in the culture war what do we do what do we teach what do we you know it's just it's a it's a battle we want to help you parents to navigate this We're going to have resources for men. Episodes aimed at men. Uh, We want men to be men. We want men to act like men. Uh, Men don't need to act like women. They don't need to be feminine. They don't need to sissy. They need to act like men. Fathers, husbands, be men. 
So we want to help you be men. We want to help you men to sing in church and to be loud and, and to lead their families and to lead their children and to lead the workplace. We, we want to see men leading in the community, godly Christian men. We're going to, we're going to teach men how to stand. There will be stuff for women, mothers, wives. Um, tell, tell women, feminism is not the way. We, 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 want, we want women to listen to this and say, how do I stand where I'm at? Or this will be stuff for pastors. I want to help pastors to stand. Because they're, going to, they're coming for pastors. I want to help churches to stand. We're, we're, going to, we're going to help churches. We want there to be more churches standing than more churches switching sides or being silent. So in the coming days, we'll speak to, to all the cultural issues. You name it. We'll have episodes on it. We're going to speak to all the controversial issues of the day. We're not going to, to, to skip out on these things. Uh, we, we want to, to help you think biblically on, on the controversial issues of the day. We'll speak to the contemporary issues of the day. We, how does the, what does the Bible say about these issues today? We want to help you to stand in the gap. And if that's what you're looking for, then tune in because it's coming. We are standing in the gap. <laughs>